chapter one of the submarine boys and the smugglers this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by john brandon the submarine boys and the smugglers by victor g durham chapter one assigned to strange sea duty old jerry civil war boatswain and naval veteran had been dead for six weeks thomas crumb the new messenger a man of about thirty years of age did not know the very young man who presented himself for attention in the corridor leading to the outer offices of the secretary of the navy my man kindly informed the chief clerk to the secretary that mr benson is here awaiting his pleasure and that of the secretary said the newcomer a neatly dressed very erect and athletic-looking young man of eighteen or possibly just past that mark in age do you think the secretary will see you today? grinned crumb i'm sure i don't know replied jack benson i'm hardly thinking he will my laddie buck chuckled the messenger no familiarity if you please rejoined the caller coolly and with no sign of displeasure in his face are you going to take my name in at once some apprentice seaman maybe thought crumb shrewdly looking the youth over in detail you can't tell these apprentice seamen from gentlemen when they get on land with their shore money in their pockets are you going to take my name in benson insisted maybe ye have a card about you suggested the messenger grinning more broadly oh is that what you're waiting for inquired jack unruffled i believe you're right about that my man from an inner pocket benson drew forth a morocco card case the corners of which were ornamented with silver from the case he drew forth an engraved visiting card which he tendered that messenger crumb glanced at it all he saw was john benson u s n and this might mean after all that the caller was merely an apprentice or at most a petty officer but the card was the kind carried by commissioned officers in the united states navy maybe you're a midshipman from annapolis suggested crumb glancing up from the card i might be true nodded jack as a matter of fact i am an acting lieutenant junior grade all the banter fled at once from the messenger's face and tone he straightened up making an awkward attempt at a salute i beg your pardon sir but you looked so young murmured the messenger apologetically it will take some years to outgrow that defect benson replied with a slight smile but what are you going to do with that card my man pardon me sir i'm taking it in at once replied the messenger with another clumsy salute he vanished through the nearest door jack did not take one of the chairs for he hardly expected to be kept waiting long it was a beautiful spring morning but spring in washington is as warm as summer in many other places so benson had worn a straw hat with his neat gray sack suit his russet shoes were immaculate in their gloss 
from top to toe young benson's attire was faultless within a space of ninety seconds the messenger returned walking briskly the chief clerk desires you to report to him at once sir said crumb respectfully shall i take you in sir i am capable of moving under my own steam thank you messenger jack laughed the messenger held the door open for him closing it after the young lieutenant had passed through good morning sir was jack's greeting as he stepped up to mr packard's desk ah good morning mr benson replied the chief clerk rising and offering his hand i'll see if the secretary is disengaged will you be seated benson however remained on his feet while the chief clerk hastened through another door he was back almost at once the secretary is disengaged and we'll see you now mr benson thank you sir as benson entered the inner office he saw the great man of the navy bent over his desk signing paper after paper so the young officer did not advance but stood by the door hat in hand without making a sound at last the secretary looked up ah good morning mr benson good morning sir as the secretary arose extending his hand to the submarine boy benson stepped briskly forward have a seat mr benson continued mr sanders the secretary jack appropriated the chair pointed out to him he sat very erect looking straight into the secretary's face let me see where are you at present inquired the secretary briefly the temptation came to benson to reply that he believed he was in the united states navy department at washington the secretary however was not one to be treated with levity so the young officer answered mr hastings mr somers and myself have been stationed at the norfolk navy yard sir for the last month where we have been awaiting orders from there we came to washington today sir and are stopping at the arlington you've been on waiting orders repeated the secretary who was too important an official to be expected to know the whereabouts and performances of all the officers in the navy let me see rummaging among some papers mr sanders finally drew forth a sheet and glanced at it we have not been doing much with our submarine boats of late mr benson let me see your last craft was the sudbury sir jack informed him quite right nodded the secretary that boat is now laid up in reserve i have decided to order yourself and your two associates to the grant have you ever seen the craft no sir but she's a farnham pollard boat i believe and in that case i shall expect to feel at home aboard of her at once the grant is let me see consulting another paper the secretary continued the grant is now on her way to norfolk in tow after having been tested she should arrive at norfolk this afternoon or sometime during tonight yes sir she was expected when we left very well mr benson that is your billet you will command the grant until further orders your orders and those for mr hastings and mr somers 
will be signed and turned over to you before you leave very well sir are there any especial instructions for me in connection with the new command very important special instructions mr benson in fact you are to employ the grant on a business that is not connected with naval service a gleam of unusual interest shot into the boy's eyes he did not however speak but waited for the secretary to do so at the request of another member of the cabinet and by command of the president continued mr sanders you are now to convert the grant without informing anyone of the fact into a revenue cutter jack benson's face must have dropped more than he was aware for the secretary laughed lightly you do not fancy that kind of appointment mr benson i'm wholly at your orders sir but you don't like the appointment it isn't my place sir to like or dislike any order that comes to me from the proper source sir you don't like the idea mr benson the secretary of the navy continued yet if i am any judge whatever of your make-up and temperament you will soon like this new work better than any assignment i could offer you mr benson your work is to be of such a very special nature that you are not to inform any one outside of your two junior officers what the mission of the grant is that begins to look much more interesting already sir jack replied now smiling your published orders will call only for a cruise and practice work with the crew and the trying out of the craft mr sanders went on your actual though secret orders i will give you now jack benson waited gazing straight into the secretary's eyes in other words lieutenant said mr sanders we want you to catch a crowd of smugglers we don't know what vessel or vessels are engaged in the work in fact we have no definite information of any kind except that several parcels of valuable goods smuggled have been sent to new york from certain coast towns in new jersey this would point to the fact that the goods come into the united states by way of the new jersey coast in general terms lieutenant your task is to scour as much of the jersey coast as is necessary until you find the smugglers if possible it is a difficult task i admit and that is why i have picked you for it you are one of the most enthusiastic ingenious and tireless young men in the navy and i am certain that you will succeed if anyone can as mr sanders paused jack responded quietly thank you sir on this sheet you will find the names of new jersey express offices from which parcels of smuggled goods have been shipped to new york city continued the secretary glance over it now jack made a hasty yet thorough inspection of the list what do you conclude asked the secretary i note that the smuggled items include high-priced silks and satins laces of a kind that are usually made in france and in some instances gems though precious stones do not seem to make up the greater part of the values of the goods i should imagine that the smuggled articles all come from france sir though that may prove to be a hasty conclusion 
the smuggled articles are believed to come largely from france nodded the secretary but why should the parcels be shipped from so many different points in new jersey why i should suppose sir in order to throw possible suspicion off the track replied benson if all the parcels came from the same office the express agent might grow suspicious and report his suspicions right again nodded the secretary of the navy the first information did in fact come through express company sources these different towns benson continued as he again glanced along the list extend along the length of that portion of new jersey which borders on the atlantic ocean and you will also note continued secretary sanders that the shipments occur on almost every date in the month it looks very much as though more than one vessel were being employed in bringing in the goods or else sir lieutenant jack benson suggested very respectfully the receivers of the smuggled goods have excellent means for taking care of them and so avoid making large shipments a very good answer cried the secretary delightedly mr benson whatever you do not grasp of the situation now i am certain you will grasp once you are on the scene and have put your keen mind at work but what i think you want more particularly of me sir the youth ventured with a smile is to grasp the smugglers themselves that you do not want to pay any attention to the people in new york who receive these smuggled goods is quite apparent from the fact that you already have here the names and addresses of the parties in new york to whom the express parcels have been delivered may i ask a question sir yes mr benson has any move been made yet against these new york parties who are the final receivers of the smuggled goods no action has been taken so far replied secretary sanders you see mr benson that news would travel swiftly and would put the real smugglers on their guard at once now what the government wishes to do is to catch the parties who are doing the actual smuggling if we catch only the final receivers of the goods the real smugglers will be troubled only to find new customers i quite understand that sir then what you make of the riddle mr benson first of all sir i would like to know something as to my general instructions if you catch the smuggling craft and catch it red-handed then you will seize that craft at once and treat it as a prize informing this department at once of your success but lieutenant benson you must not make any premature moves you must not seize a craft suspected of smuggling you must have proof positive then i am not to search any craft on suspicion jack asked quickly obviously not replied the secretary for then the real object of your presence along the coast of new jersey would be known far and wide in shipping circles no this is a matter lieutenant in which you must proceed with the utmost caution if you fail in using discretion then your blunders will reflect on the navy department it would be easy enough to put a revenue cutter on the job but a revenue cutter we are convinced would not serve for the detection of such clever rascals as the government believes those to be with whom we contend 
before i leave washington benson suggested i must go to the proper department and get a list of all coastwise vessels that are likely to touch at the new jersey coast yes such a list may be of great help now here are some further instructions that will perhaps make the matter clearer continued mr sanders handing over a bulky document take this over by that window and read it through while i am attending to some routine matters here on my desk for twenty minutes jack benson was thus engaged the further he read into this document of instruction the more he began to like the idea of his new assignment to duty Phew, i shall find that i have a clever lot of rascals to battle against murmured the youth the government already knows much about this smuggling enterprise and yet is forced to admit that it doesn't know enough to place a heavy hand on the real smugglers the more i look this over the more i find it to my liking do you comprehend your task lieutenant benson queried secretary sanders turning around at last i think i do sir as much as i am likely to until i arrive on the actual scene benson answered can you catch the smugglers i don't like to admit sir that there is anything in the line of duty which i can't do lieutenant jack answered setting his jaws squarely a very good answer mr benson you tend to confirm the hope that i have of you in this matter i shall succeed sir promised the submarine boy if there is any possible way in which i can land success unless you have some further questions to ask me remarked the secretary you now have your full orders in the matter very good sir replied the young officer reaching for his hat i will procure the list of coastwise trading vessels then unless you direct me otherwise sir i will go to the arlington to lunch with my brother officers and then take an early afternoon train for norfolk do so nodded the secretary a telegram from this department will instruct the commandant of the yard at norfolk to turn over to you the grant and to furnish you with such draft of men as you will need for the craft you will put to sea as soon as ready and from that moment you will act on your own discretion of course reporting to this department frequently very good sir i wish you success mr benson said the secretary of the navy once more extending his right hand once outside of the state war and navy building jack benson decided on using a cab not for the purpose of avoiding fatigue but as a means of making quick time forty minutes later lieutenant jack his list of coastwise vessels among his other papers strode into the lobby of the hotel arlington ahoy there mate called the cheerful voice acting ensign somers he of the bright red hair and nearly perpetual grin rushed forward to meet him while acting ensign hal hastings came forward at a slower and more dignified pace got our orders eph inquired eagerly yes jack nodded what are they mr somers responded jack putting on an immense amount of dignity for the moment the pleasure of your superior officers will be communicated to you when the moment of need arrives oh lollipop gasped the irrepressible eph straightening up stiffly and executing a very formal salute very good sir 
which is to say smiled lieutenant jack as hal joined in that we are ordered to a tryout and practice cruise on the grant how soon do we report immediately i had hoped it would be sooner than that retorted eph with mock gravity i'm in a hurry to get away from washington this is the third time i have been at the national capital and i haven't yet found time to do half a day of sightseeing where do we take the grant asked hal we border at norfolk and proceed north along the coast possibly as far as new england jack answered in low tones for many strangers were passing them every minute in the lobby now let's have luncheon at once our train leaves in an hour from now then i shall have my wish cried eph with more mock fervor i had hoped to escape from washington ere some sociable idiot tried to take me around and show me something of the city if you want to see washington jack retorted you have several periods of leave during the year you can use up one of those furloughs in seeing washington the lobby being a long one the three young acting naval officers had some distance to walk in order to reach the dining-room on their way they had occasion to pass three rather overdressed young men of twenty years or so whose general appearance suggested that they were members of the theatrical profession as jack hal and eph passed with that combination of erect carriage and easy walk that one learns on the quarter-deck they were surveyed rather curiously by the other trio who's the dude kid with the sunburst hair inquired one of the strangers of his friends there was a low laugh from the others eph who had heard and who instantly realized that his own red hair had been alluded to flushed in a way that made his cheeks match his hair did you see that sunrise cal continued the unknown tormentor until the insults were made more personal and pointed eph resolved not to pay heed though the word sunrise referred to his all too plain flushing of the face my but he's a shining youth went on the tormentor jeeringly shines from head to foot look at those glossy tan shoes they make my eyes ache really i must do something to them don't get too frisky wally advised the stranger who had been addressed as cal of course i won't promised wally all i want to do is take some of the edge off the shiny shoes sauntering along at a swifter pace than f somers was using the youth designated as wally ranged alongside then with pretended awkwardness stepped squarely on the toe of f's right shoe as wally withdrew his foot he succeeded in his efforts to ruin the polish that was too much smack f summer's right fist shot straight out landing on the stranger's face wally went down with a good deal of haste and sat on the hard floor of the lobby looking a trifle dazed the next time you remark anyone with sunburst hair hinted f his face now relaxing into a grin just bear in mind mr fresh 
that sunburst hair often carries a sunstroke temper with it you're it saying which f turned as though to pass on into the dining-room he was halted however by wally who sprang to his feet you wait till i hit you glared wally it won't take you long will it asked f curiously jack and hal smiling had halted standing on one side wally's companions rushed up but f did not take the trouble to turn to look at them you young bully roared wally clenching his fist and waving it before the face of f somers who did not seem greatly disturbed thereby how dare you hit me i'm afraid i haven't time to go into that f drawled if you don't know why i hit you then i have no time to discuss the matter with you i'm on the track of a quick lunch just at present will you oblige me either by punching me as you promised or else stepping out of my way by this time fully forty people had crowded about one of the hotel clerks and three porters edged through the throng are you here again demanded the clerk eyeing wally who now looked uncomfortable you were chased out of here yesterday and told not to come back we don't want you and your friends hanging around here this hotel is conducted for the comfort of its guests and their friends we're waiting to see mr dravens explained wally naming a well-known theatrical man mr dravens doesn't want to see you and send polite word to that effect when you called yesterday the clerk went on now i shall have to ask you to leave you and your friends start but this young bully hit me complained wally and he must apologize before i'll leave the clerk who had already recognized lieutenant benson and his friends made haste to reply if this young man hit you he did wally asserted with a choke in his voice then he certainly had excellent reasons the clerk replied now oblige us by leaving this hotel not until insisted wally at a nod from the clerk one of the strong-armed porters seized the youth steering him rapidly to one of the entrances wally's two companions did not lose any time but hurried unaided for another exit too bad murmured f i think that young man really had something on his mind that he wanted to deliver to me don't you believe it jack laughed quietly he wouldn't have struck you without a certain guarantee that you wouldn't do anything to him in return did i lose my temper asked f anxiously yes but not until you were justified in losing it benson answered now let us get at a table before someone else comes along and discovers that it's a sunny day queer how people notice red hair murmured f when they never paid the least attention to brown hair like yours it isn't all in your hair f teased hal in an undertone there's something about your face that makes people want to laugh is that really so somers demanded hal i owe you one for that and i shall take mighty good care to pay my bill at the earliest possible opportunity stop your quarrelling ordered jack and make up your minds what you're going to say to the waiter though he dared not enter the hotel again mr wally was standing on the curbing just below the hotel 
when the three young naval officers came out to board a car for the railway station there's my man now muttered wally vindictively he was obliged to talk to himself as his two companions had deserted him wally if lacking courage in some respects was not in the least shy of that quality sometimes known as nerve stepping up to somers he demanded have you a card i never play cards eph answered were cards what caused your downfall you know what i mean insisted wally if i do eph replied coolly i shall keep it to myself it's an old habit with me to keep to myself whatever i know have you a personal card with your address on it wally insisted as the three submarine boys passed on with the stranger keeping doggedly by f summer's side why i want your card wally declared why do you want it summers demanded suspiciously i want to know where to find you again wally retorted sharply that's the most excellent reason i can think of for refusing your request summers responded as far as i'm concerned i shall feel better pleased if i never lay eyes on you again you may well say that jeered the young stranger at this moment the three young officers hailed and boarded a car wally followed them as far as the car steps and was in the act of entering the car when he remembered that he had no nickel to hand to the conductor for three blocks wally followed on foot running along on the sidewalk then puffing he halted a stitch in his side hang it he groaned i wish i knew where to find young carrot top i'd like to pass some trouble on to him he was the means of having me put out of the arlington for good and all and now i don't see how i'm ever going to reach the ear of dravens five minutes with dravens and i could have persuaded him to give me a chance in his dutch pagoda company but for carrot top i'd have seen dravens and got that chance regardless of the passers-by mr wally shook his fist vehemently in the direction of the now far distant streetcar like many others of weak intellect wally believed that eph's conduct had deprived him of a great chance on the stage so he hated the unknown summers with an intensity peculiar to such dispositions just at that moment the young would-be actor would have felt vastly better if he had known that he and f summers were destined to meet again in the meantime wally's hatred was not likely to die out end of chapter one recording by john brandon